So, it's the intermission, and we thought it'd be a nice thing to talk about um, Joss Whedon, because we like Joss Whedon. His stuff is good, Who doesn't mostly. like Joss Whedon? Mostly Joss Whedon does like no Joss wrong. Whedon. Joss Whedon is God. Joss Whedon is all. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> sorry, are you from the but, internet? But we, don't oh, have yes. to, we don't have to do that because those podcasts exist. Yes. Yeah. Those are covered. Anyway, I'm here. My name is always T. Christie. I'm sitting next to Brian William Fenifter. Greetings. Eddie the Eddie Doty. That's me. And Trey the Amazing Stokes. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Joss Whedon. Uh, first of all, for anyone who doesn't know who Joss Whedon is, you're disqualified. Um, it's, and it's not he because, wrote for Roseanne. Does that help? Yeah, it's not because we're being elitist. It's just because if if you're listening to this podcast, and you don't know who he is. That's I'm I I don't know who you are. It's generally surprising. Joss Whedon yeah. is a guy who was uh, an up and coming writer back in the late '80s, early '90s, and then in the '90s he started breaking out with TV writing stuff like Roseanne, and also he did. He he famously went to Pixar and, and helped those guys with Toy Story. And in some interviews, some Pixar guys have said he basically taught us how to write. Later on, he went to do like sort of second passes and dialogue touch-ups with or without credit for things like uh, Speed and Twister, which is why you remember quotes from Twister. And uh, went on, obviously, to make Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, and then the TV show happened, and then he got the movie taken away from him, but whatever. And then he also wrote an alien movie at some point, but that never happened. And then, after all that, (laughs) Buffy, and then Firefly, and then Firefly was good, and then it got canceled, and then everyone started caring about Joss Whedon. And then he did Dollhouse, and everyone was like, really? And then Dr. Horrible was in there somewhere. And now he's directing and writing The Avengers. It's the weirdest career path I think I've seen for a person like in a long time. What like, is it? Are you guys – if you had to send if, – if your mom said, who is Joss Whedon, and you had one sentence to answer it, I would say – You could answer it in so many different ways. He is, yeah. he is, I would he say, is the parts of the elephant. He really is. He is uh, – Joss – mom – He is the nerd king. Your mom says, who is Joss Whedon? I say – He's a very talented, creative guy who writes and show runs and produces uh, content that is usually really interesting and good to watch and well done. And then that's sort of that's what I have in my head for Joss Whedon. I, I, or you could say he's just Joss esque, <laughs> Whedon esque. He, like he is the modern day, you know, Roddenberry slash Lucas in the sense that he is the figurehead of. Kind of whatever the yes. geek franchise. And there's that a lot of mythology about that. And there's too. a lot of mythology Not all around of which it. is earned. Eddie, where, where are you on Joss Whedon? Uh, I, I'm a, I consider myself a fan, not of everything he does, but I consider myself a fan. I, I always look for, I look forward to, like, there's guys you see, you know, who they've got something coming out. Oh, that's a so and so movie. Oh, all right, I'll give that a shot. It's a, it's a him. For me, it's like, oh, Joss Whedon's got something coming up. I, I look forward to giving that a look. Not a guarantee I'll like it, right? But it's, but it's a, always yeah. a, he hasn't he hasn't screwed up enough times for you to be not intrigued every time you and, hear his and name. And even his screw ups are not out of the box awful. They're just yeah. like they're just like hamstrung, usually conceptually, but just not firing is, on all. Cylinders. Yeah, like Dollhouse, I thought was there were some good elements of a Dollhouse, but the problem with Dollhouse was like at the end of the day, it's like you know you're talking about slaves, right? And I don't think he like got over that hump i think he wanted it to be a much cooler thing than it sort of came out to be and then he realized it and then i think he even said as much like he realized and that was one of the things he grappled with was the over the overall it also wasn't his thing he didn't invent dollhouse no it was, it was it came out of a meeting with him and eliza like eliza exactly. it, was, came, it was kind yeah. of an existing thing and eliza was like you want could you produce this because then it'll be cooler and so that's I, I think of dollhouse as more like two two years worth of script doctoring on his part i don't think yeah. right, right. So, i think, he, I think right. he made that as good as it could be probably but uh, it wasn't like fire so dollhouse was elijah dusku's thing yeah. elijah dusku had, had a deal with fox, deal with fox. The, 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 that the, makes so much more yeah, sense the series was like good to go it was she, really a showcase for her yeah but she wanted, <laughs> yeah. yeah but it wasn't the, it, the concept wasn't the concept wasn't much developed beyond you get to be a lot of different people every yeah, week. Yeah, you get to be a lot of different people every week. And then right. she said her plan A, B, and C was Joss Whedon. And so she 
basically bullied Josh into coming back to TV because Josh was Josh was done. He yeah, was Josh just was like, like work for Fox again. Pinch me. Fuck Can't that. wait. Fox on television on a Friday night. Yeah, no, that, yeah. I, I know how this movie ends. And then they were like, okay, we'll pay you this much. Dollhouse no. is. We'll pay you this much. To this no, day, only we'll one of two projects <laughs> I've ever, as an effects artist tried to get onto actually right. one of three but i didn't try very hard in the third one i try i because I, I, dollhouse was a zoic show and i had worked at zoic at that point and i was like like i am in the some of the super guys at, at zoic like can i please work on dollhouse and they're like there's really not much effects stuff on dollhouse i was like eh, i want to work and that was sight unseen that was the guy who did fireflies doing a new show i, I want to work on it i don't know what it is i feel like i'm I, you know, I dodged a minor bullet i'm not a big fan of dollhouse the other time i did that was on the uh, star wars porn my friend, oh, right. my friend is, is friends with one of the porn stars in the Star Wars porn, and she's like, oh, she's working on this uh, Star Wars themed porn. I was like, right. I will do anything on the planet to work on that for free. It was really well done, <laughs> I gotta say. It was shot pretty well. I was like, wow, all right. <laughs> I'll like, we were gonna have that conversation. And the, other, the third one was John Dies at the End, and I, just, I had one friend who was working on it, and I said, can I have the phone? What's the UPM's number? I'll do your effects. Anything. Titles, please? And nothing happened there. Anyway. Now, right. Trey, what is, what's your thing with Joss? Um, I, I, am not that familiar with his work. Um, uh, he, I, I saw the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, which he wrote the script for, but basically disavows the movie itself because he wasn't that involved. I mean, he didn't direct it, obviously, or anything. Um, and you can see that the kind of odd, weird sensibility was there that is always kind of a hallmark of what I have seen of his stuff. Um, but, you know, it didn't really register like Joss Whedon. Oh, my God, he's the next big thing because of this, you know, kind of goofy, low-budget vampire movie. Um, you know, it's it's. I never saw Buffy the television series because it was based on that stupid movie. So why would I want to watch that? Right. Um, and and now now Buffy is a thing that I consciously avoid because life is finite, and I don't think I need. I don't think I have enough hours <laughs> left in my life to to yeah. watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think it's. I think that ship has just sailed. Um, I have nothing against Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I I probably would like it. I, I'm gathering from from context that I know about it. I'm, I'm not big on Buffy. I can't. I've watch never it. seen a Neither single episode. I've seen so a couple episodes. Okay. okay. And right. I, I, like, I like I like Angel I seen, more. Can I just can I, can I please answer the question? Uh, can I finish? Can I finish? The the man will answer the question. Um, and as a result, I haven't seen Angel either. Um, so the first and you know the first thing I was like, okay, Joss Whedon. That's the name I keep hearing. He did Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Apparently, that was really beloved. He made a television show. And then it's like the guy from Buffy the Vampire Slayer is making a science fiction show on Fox. And I'm like, well, pass. Fuck that shit. Uh, and then, of course, naturally, it was a dog, and it was canceled instantly. And then a couple of years later, everyone's suddenly talking about that fucking show, and it's on DVD. And I'm like, fine. And you know, it's, 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 you know why didn't you tell me it was goddamn Firefly? Who, why didn't you tell me that? Um, so Firefly was amazing. So now I'm like, oh, Joss Whedon, he's a genius. He can do no wrong. Um, and then... He did uh, Doctor Horrible was actually next. Yeah, was yeah, not, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh my god, now see, oh, that's fantastic. And Doctor Horrible, he was, is really good. This is amazing. Yeah, it's adorable, and you know, it's a cute little thing that he did. That's great. That I almost got to work on. You know, that was my. You know, I came, came close or somewhat close. But um, but then you know, then it comes out Dollhouse, which is like I watched eight episodes of that fucking piece of shit, and it was just like, <sighs> God, okay, mm, I can't. I gave you, I gave you eight episodes to get interesting, and you didn't get get right. there. Um, and then, of course, the next episode was the good one that everyone talked about. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Literally, that's how, oh, it finally got good. You know, it was like Terra Nova. Like, yeah, when did Terra Nova get good? The season finale. Well, that's too goddamn late. I'm sorry. But uh, so and then and then, uh, you know, then he did uh, what else? And pretty much the Avengers was after that. That's I mean, he, uh, he wrote something. He, yeah. He's written a few things. I mean, he wrote Toy Story. Obviously, I mean, I was like, he's written a bunch. Of that was way, and that he's was way doctor. I'm talking about my things. you know chronological yeah. experience. Right, right, right. Well, well then, I did Cabin the, in the Woods, but we haven't seen that yet. Then the next it thing was there was really there was good. a there was a script that someone said, "Oh, here's a Josh Whedon script." And I was like, "Oh, that's got to be the most amazing thing ever." And and I read it, and I'm like, "That wasn't on the page. That didn't blow my skirt up at all." Right. Um, 
And I don't think it's been made into a movie. I don't think it exists. It was hot, but I don't think anyone actually has well, made you it. Remember it was about it. dead people. With the clay, right? Who were superheroes or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And it was just like there's a girl made of water or some fucking thing. And it was like, okay, hmm. this is not interesting. And um, and now he's doing this movie called The Avengers, about which I don't care. But I think he did a great job on Serenity as a director. Right. So, okay, he's like Edgar Wright. He's, he's like, it might be Scott Pilgrim, it might be Shaun of the Dead when the Avengers come out. I have not invested in the material, but I'm interested enough in the director to, to you know, be curious about it. Now, I have the same problem that Trey has with the Avengers as I had with the Watchmen trailer, which I brought up on the con commentary, I think, or if that was the last animation, whatever. <laughs> which makes perfect where, sense. Where it's like, where it's like the, the trailers, the conceit of all of the marketing is, we're doing it. I'm like... What? <laughs> you know that thing nice. you've been what? waiting for us to do for 20 years? We're doing no. it. And we're <laughs> not going to waiting at all. Here's, no, no, here's, it's more like this. It's like, Brian, you know that yeah. thing we, you've been waiting for uh-huh. for 20 years? We're doing it. We're doing it right. Okay. But what are you doing? Here, 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 I'm just going to say date. <laughs> I'm just going to say this summer. I'm just going to say this. As a lifelong comic book reader, the Avengers has never been that great. Like, I'll just put it out there. The Avengers have never had an amazing... Like, you can look at the X-Men and say, well, okay, you know, the X-Men, the Dark Phoenix saga was great. Days of Future Past was awesomely written. There's some really good arcs in there. Spider-Man, you know, Death of the Gwen Stacy. There's some really great stuff there. Avengers, they fought the Kree and the Scroll, And then the Kree <laughs> and the Skrull totally fought each other. You can totally see the calculator behind the Avengers, and too. And then the mansion yeah. blows up. And then, like, it's... I mean, that's it. They that's said, like, okay, no, wait, wait. We made almost a billion dollars on Iron Man. And a billion dollars on Iron Man 2, and this much money on Thor, and this much money on Captain whatever, America. Captain America. We're going to put all of those movies into one movie? That's going to be the biggest movie well, ever. Well, hold on. The seeds were there long before Iron Man was even a success. Like, the seeds were planted in the conceptual stage of Iron yeah. Man. Iron Man teases like, the Avengers. The yeah, original one like, even teases yeah. the Avengers. No, but you can see what, what they're doing. It's like, we're going to make a bunch of movies and then put all those movies into yeah. one movie, and that if, movie's going to be the biggest movie ever. If that it's, one it's movie like, makes money. It's yeah. literally like, it's literally like I mean, I, I, and I just wonder creatively what that does to your spirit when you right. know that... I'm not just making a movie. I'm actually making one sixth of the box set. That's that's my role in <laughs> right, this. Right, right, right. You know, I'm making. Well, yeah. you know, but, and that's and that's my objection to you know. And, and I this is something that I'll just. I'll but that's put it out a, here. but that's that's dealing with any kind of franchise. Yeah, but well, and that's true. But I'm saying is 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 it, they're doing it more so now with this Avengers bullshit than they have with anything else to date. Where you know you you have movies that are in a series, you have movies that are connected, you know, and have shared universe or whatever. But this is like. I think it's the seeing the calculator. This is the most coldly calculated set of intertwined movies that anyone's made. And I think they lay, they they have thus therefore become unsatisfying as individual movies. It's kind of like you're making me wait three years to kind of get what the fuck you're doing with these movies because I'm not getting them while you're making the actual movie. So, <laughs> Which, heaven forbid, if that were ever the case. I the, mean, could you imagine waiting three years to find out whether Darth Vader actually was Luke Skywalker's <laughs> father? Well, I mean, that I, would be I can some if bullshit. the movie they, they showed me was entertaining. But the movie they showed me said the next movie's going to rock. And I was like, that's Gee, a fair point. It, you should have made the movie I was watching rock. That yeah. would have been fantastic. I enjoyed Captain America. I thought the, I, Captain I thought America. I thought Captain America was great it. until they said "See you at the Avengers" at the end instead of ending it. But the right. you know the uh, I didn't the, see Captain America. Does fucking Sam Jackson show up at the end and say "Come help us"? Yeah, but yeah, pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. God yeah. Damn it! It pretty doesn't much. even end its own fucking story. It, it just doesn't. stops and God becomes the it. Avengers. It's it's and it's great up to that point. I fucking love Captain America. But here's here's and I've said this in the forums, but you know, I'll say it in this format here. I, I just want Sam Jackson to walk into like Garden State and. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's like, I'm not exactly. and you might as well. But here's my argument. And if you've been in the forum, you've already heard this argument. But for the sake of listeners at home, here's my argument. There's a movie called Iron Man, right? I don't know. When the movie came out, I don't know jack about Iron Man. I know it's a comic. 
he's metal. That's it. That is my knowledge of Iron Man right. walking into the theater. Okay, show me Iron Man. And then I watched this movie called Iron Man, and it was awesome. It's just about this guy. His name is Tony Stark, and he's a snarky alcoholic douchebag, but he's rich, and he's a genius, and he, he's in a cave, and he makes a suit, and he punches people, and then he flies, and he has this adventure, and it was great, and that was a great movie, and I loved it. Cool. Thanks, movie, for telling me who Iron Man was. Now I like Iron Man. Then they made Iron Man 2, and I was like, sweet, another movie about that guy that I like. Go. And they showed me a story about Iron Man 2, about Tony and his new problems and everything. And right halfway through, these people I'd never heard of and didn't know anything about showed up and interrupted the movie to say, excuse us, look how bitchin' we are. Look at her. Look how tight her outfit it is. I've got an eye patch and a jacket. And I talk <laughs> tough while drinking coffee. Great. Why the fuck do I care who you right. are? See, that's the point of making a movie. <laughs> yeah. So I like Iron Man. I want to see Avengers for one guy exactly. now. Now you got to see Thor. I, well, I want to see Iron Avengers for two movies. The, the now. short answer is Iron Man earned, spent an entire movie earning my interest and gained it and earned it. Avengers came in assuming I thought they were cool already because they don't actually do anything in Iron Man Two. They show up being badasses without having earned it, you know. And, and Fair so, enough. and and the movie got derailed and became all about the Avengers a lot. And then, you know, and, and Iron Man Two is not a great movie anyway, and not necessarily would have been as good as the first one. But then I'm like, but see, so Iron Man or one told me to care about Iron Man. Iron Man Two assumes I already care about the Avengers. Skipping the part where I don't fucking care about the Avengers. I don't know what they are, or who they are. Right. Um, and then, but then it's like, okay, well, let's. Okay, that's a misstep, but let's see the next one. And then they, they fucking did it again with Captain America, where it's like, Captain America, here and he is. Oh, this is who he is. Yeah. This is what he does. He's this guy, and then he becomes this guy, and then he fights crime and Nazis. Awesome. And then the Avengers come up. Fuck, fucking hell. <laughs> why do they keep showing up in movies? What? Who are those people, and why do I give a shit about the Avengers? <laughs> you know. And, then, and there's a third one, Thor, which I didn't see because I don't give a shit about Thor enough to even bother seeing the movie. But apparently they're in that, too, I'm gathering. But I don't it's know. This, I, it's the same issue. It's I don't know issue. how they're treated in that sort of thing. So it's kind of like. Okay, that would be fine if you'd already made the Avengers, and then I too would go, "Oh, cool! I get it, what you're doing." But they're doing it. They're doing it a build. Up. They're doing entire movies that are wa- just commercials for the movie they haven't shown me yet. I almost wonder if it would have been better had they done an Avengers movie to start with, and then done everything in between, and then done like yeah. some super amazing Avengers movie at the very end. Yeah, you know, and that's Maybe and that's my that deal. So to like, I, I totally understand what they're doing. Yeah, I think it's just, and it could have totally worked. I think it's just they're just. Sam Jackson hasn't fucking done anything yet. <laughs> he literally shows up, sits in two different chairs, drinking two different <laughs> cups of coffee. That's what he does in Iron Man 2. That's not actually cool. It's That's like- a guy pretending to be cool. As I said, I felt my best analogy is like I watched, I watched Iron Man 2 and it was like I feel like I'm at the, in the food court at Comic-Con looking at a guy go, That's a cool outfit. Who are you supposed to be, dude? You know, I don't recognize who you are or what what it is about you. Well, he's, clearly he's, you worked hard on your outfit. I get that. He's like Harry Lime in the Third Man. You know, he just doesn't yeah. he doesn't do anything for the first you know two thirds of the movie. But you know, when he shows up, I'm sure that's what they were going for. I'm sure that's the enough. <laughs> anyway, the, my point is this: I don't I don't pre hate the Avengers. I st- here's the thing: I've watched four movies. I still don't know what the <laughs> fuck the Avengers is. Apparently, it's all these people get together. Is that really all it is? Is that really so hard that it needed four movies to get me built up to understand it? Well, okay. No, they're also going to fight Loki, who oh, they also it? fought in Thor for yeah. some reason. Now I have, a, I have a conceptual issue with with the Avengers because it's just you know, and it's the comic book issue, and the, and I use comic book in the phrase in the sense of 
the sensibility and not the actual media that it came from because, you know, as Eddie likes to point out, quite rightly, is comic books can be, you know, a history of violence. You know, it can be a, as a comic book. I'm talking about the sensibility. I'm like, I'm like okay, my the God. The magic so bean sensibility. You're actually it. making me swallow that. Okay, so you had a movie about a guy who made a suit that flies. Okay, fine. Then you had a movie about a guy who gets mad and turns into a green monster. And I'm sorry. There's just – there's no treatment of that that I'm going to buy. I'm sorry. That's just fucking stupid. Um, and then there's a guy who's a Norse god. And then there's a woman who does backflips wearing a tight leather outfit. And then there's whoever the, the fuck really else The really good archer. Is. Yeah, there's a guy who shoots buzz and arrows. And they're and I'm like, I'm sorry. That's just too much stupid for me. That's just like I can't eat that many magic beans. I can't. I can't swallow that many magic beans. Now, that's being said. I might be able to just, like, check my mind at the door, and Joss Whedon, being Joss Whedon, will have some fun with it, and I'll enjoy the movie. But <clears throat> I'm a little prejudiced against the Avengers, the way they've been trying to shove the Avengers down my throat thus far. I will say that. Can you imagine the amount of pressure Joss is under? I really uh, am worried about his, his blood pressure. To, I really to be, am. To be completely fair, like, every single set report from every single person has been, not only has this been fun and easy, but we're surprised at how fun and easy and well it's coming together. Like uh, that's bad news. Well, maybe, maybe, <laughs> but like the production that, goes, production goes smoothly. It's gonna, but like, but well, it almost is because you know with the, the bigger tentpole stuff. I have a friend who was New York on Star Trek and a bunch of other big tentpole stuff, and it's like those sets. It's always Stress City because everybody at the top knows that the whole yeah, fucking they're, studio they're is riding on that. Crazy. So, I mean, I can't imagine. You know, whatever it must have been for Star Trek, it must be. Five or six or seven times worse because they have not only Avengers riding on it, they have all the previous fucking movies and riding on it as every well. disparate time that there was a connection to the Avengers in all those movies, they're going to have to somehow tie that into the Avengers. Mm. Where it's like, we have to call back the way that it happened in Iron Man. We have to do that. So it, it all seems like it connects right. It's like, that is an impossible amount of pressure. Now, does Joss, historically, can we, can we, can we test this? Do we have something to compare it to? Does he do well under... You have no chance of living up to this? Serenity, I yeah, guess. Yeah, uh, the, the, okay, as the only person who's actually sat through several seasons of Buffy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't come to Buffy right I didn't come in preloaded, yeah. Like, I actually didn't discover it until the third, halfway through the third season when the girl I was dating at the time were making out and she wanted to watch Buffy afterwards. I'm like, no, let's make out some more. <laughs> let's and make she's out like, and watch Buffy. And, and so I'm like, fine, if, will you let me touch something if I watch Buffy? <laughs> and I, um, so... We so, all come to Buffy in different but ways. But it was the Christmas it was the season three Christmas episode. Eddie came to Buffy twice. Hey. Mm. And uh and guess what? It was really good. I was like, I'm shocked that something about some two bit fucking movie that I I saw and barely remember was actually good. So I ended up digesting the rest of it. I'm like, wow, this is all really good. In terms of what you're saying, uh season six, he decided he Joss Whedon used to do this thing in his house where he'd invite uh, the people he essentially liked, because frankly, they're not everyone on that cast he liked. But um, <laughs> but most of the people who he liked, you know, Allison Hannigan is godmother to his kid. You know, what I mean, so they they're very tight. He'd invite them over on Sunday, and they'd all just for fun have wine and and read pieces of Shakespeare, or they would just you know read things. And halfway through, Tony Head, uh, Anthony Stewart Head, walks over to the piano and starts plunking down, and he realized, wow, some people have really good voices here. And he decided, I want one episode this season to be a musical with the exact same budget. And the exact same constraints as every other single weekly episode. He didn't get any extra money for it. Uh, he basically had everybody go through, do voice lessons. Him and his wife wrote the music. And then they had, uh, uh, I forget the name, but uh, the guy who's um, he's a director now. He directed Hairspray. He came in and did the, uh, did the choreography for it. And fucking hell, it worked. And it worked really, really well. 
and it was such a big deal that even as a non-Buffy viewer, I knew there was a musical episode. And it and it and it landed, and it worked as part of the whole season, and it worked as its own thing. You didn't really need to know much about Buffy if you wanted to sit down and watch it and enjoy it. And damn it, there was like, you know, a lot of those. I mean, Doctor Horrible. There's a direct line between Once More with Feeling, which is the name of that episode, and then Doctor Horrible. And in the commentary for that episode, he says. Part of the reason why I wanted to do this is because I was hearing a lot of showrunners of other shows complain that, oh, the network doesn't allow me this. They don't allow me this. I can't do this because the network doesn't give me money for this. And my point was you can do whatever you want as long as you give a shit and you do it. And to me, I, th- I think of like pressure. Inter- he still had to deliver all that other stuff. And he had this other little thing going on at the same time called Firefly, which he was trying to make happen. Uh, that was during the first season of Firefly. Talk about pressure. Yeah. So talk about pressure. He pulled that off and, and made that work. I think the sixth season of Buffy suffers a little bit because he was running Firefly at the same time. But Firefly just happened to be fucking brilliant. So, <laughs> so season six of Buffy was slightly less brilliant. Angel season three was slightly less brilliant because – you know, this, or season four was <laughs> yeah. this third show he was running on primetime happened to be well. And oh, by the way, one was a musical that I had to spend all summer doing by myself. Hmm. Right. So like plus serenity, like the thing I'm thinking about right now is serenity. And it's like he directed okay, that fine. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, that's the that's the end of the story. Thanks, man. But it's like he has to he has <laughs> to live. He has to not. The problem isn't that he had to make a movie about Firefly. It's that he now had to live up to a fake version of Firefly that was in everyone's heads. This, this there, there, there's some not great episodes of Firefly. Yeah. You know, yeah. No one cares about Bushwhacked. Yeah. I don't watch. Like, I was just about to say I don't. Yeah. Shindig. I'm not. A, I'm, other than I, a, other than no, a really no, good no, no. set. Yeah, I like Shindig. I actually, I like Shindig. I like too. Shindig more than Bushwhacked. Certainly. I like Shindig. I'll say this. I like Shindig more than. Is our, that him? Our man That's Jane. the buffet. Uh, our Mrs. Well, Brooks. How are we going to know? Our Mrs. Reynolds is great. Oh no. Jamestown. is like okay. Jamestown's a perfectly good. I like. You got 26 of these. You got to do in a season. That was fine. Right. But. So, but that's not what he was dealing with. He wasn't making a movie out of that show. He was making a movie out of the show that everyone had yeah. decided had already fallen in love with. But basically, yeah. he succeeded where Lucas had failed. He didn't have 30, 30 years of people saying it was the best thing that ever happened. He had four years of the internet fucking retard machine saying it was <laughs> God. Yeah, and he made a movie that's and they had fucking the second coming. It's good, pretty damn good. Like uh, Serenity, some people love it, some people don't like it. But it's objectively pretty fucking it's good. It's really good. I would. I really and he's bouncing wish I could, like nine characters. And... I really wish I could turn my brain off and and watch Serenity as a person who had never seen Firefly. I think I said this in the commentary because because I, I think Serenity is just a really beautifully crafted movie in general. Not to mention the fact that it has to do all the fan service and and reintroduce the characters and all that kind of stuff. I think, which and to bring it back because you know my my rant about the Avengers, I will say. The thing that I am most interested in the Avengers, there is only one thing to that see I am interested can land in, it. and that's because it is Joss Whedon. That's my sole interest in the Avengers. Um, and I, the trailer came out, and of course, you know, apparently it was discussed briefly on the internet, as I recall, um, <laughs> because we love to talk about stuff on the internet. But um, I saw the trailer, and it was like, okay, shit blows up, and he flies, and you know that we know that. But it did have at least a little bit of a glimpse of. Okay, this might work. He might actually be able to really make this material work because it did f- focus on what I think he does really, really well, and you see it repeatedly in 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 project after project. Is 
dysfunctional people come yes. together despite their differences. Yes. They right. really can't stand each other. Even the you know his X Men rewrite. You're a dick. That's that's the Joss Whedon yep. line. Yep. You know, and that's one of the best lines in the whole X Men series. Um, people who don't get along but have to team up have to anyway pull it together and accomplish something. and still don't get along. It's you know, right. still no hugging and sharing at the that's, end. Other than okay, well we made it through that. That's, that's why there was a Cordelia on Buffy because they needed yeah. they needed someone they needed to be antagonistic, to, to, to but in, yeah. in their family, you know, and that's the whole thing. It's 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 these situations that create a family. By proxy, and yeah. and that's what he, he says. Does he says everything well. he does is about creative family. So. Oh, and by the way, what but what was what was his start in television? Roseanne, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, really, like yeah. of all things. Now, but the, anyway, my point oh. is, is like if anything's going to make the Avengers work, it's not because it's the Avengers and that guy turns into a green, you know, rage beast. <laughs> you know, as the as the trailer itself says so mockingly. Thank you, trailer, for hanging a lantern on how fucking stupid that is. I love the way you get mad and turn into a giant green thing. Yeah, you're a fucking rage beast. I'm a big yeah. fan of that. Yeah, big fan. Take away um, your suit. What are you? Billionaire genius philanthropist. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like that. It was that. It wasn't like there was a shot of the Golden Gate Bridge turning into cheese or whatever the fuck was in the trailer. <laughs> sequel. You just spoiled the sequel. Because <laughs> again, it's like I, I just don't get how we we even discuss movie commercials. It's like a commercial for a movie came out. Let's talk about it for three days. I just who gives a fuck? Okay, if you want to. But uh, you know, it was the character moments that made me go, okay, I might, you know, third week of release, I might actually go see that. Now to change tax a little bit. Have you guys revisited Speed or Twister recently? Both uh, of those are like all-star really great movies for being yeah. they're 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 both fucking default summer action movies. One's a disaster movie, one's a same action director. thriller. Strangely they're both Yon DeBont. They both have the same amazing composer doing the scores. Both scores yes. to both movies are fucking awesome. But both were either kind of ghost written or at least dialogue freshened substantially with some plot shit by Joss. Yeah. Both are fucking awesome. Just, we're just doing, going through the Joss Whedon stuff. Yeah. Twister and Speed are both great movies. They are. I think yeah, they're really as we've as we said before, you know, is this what is the movie trying to accomplish, and does it accomplish it or not? And it's like <laughs> yeah. those those Speed, movies. Uh, that's, I mean, that's a home yeah. run. Speed and Twister, they're not trying to be Citizen Kane, but did they, we do Speed on Down to Front? No, we no. never did. And I still want to do Twister. That's a pretty glaring omission. That and Twister, I think. Yeah, yeah. Speed is phenomenal. Uh, yeah. yeah, Speed is good. What happened to Yon DeBont? Where'd he go? I guess yeah. I can look this up. Drugs. No, By the way, I never knew that – I didn't know about Swedish people or whatever Jan is, but I always thought it was a, a, a nice lady named Jan. Jan, <laughs> Jan DeBont. Jan DeBont. Jan DeBont. Well, Jan was uh, – he's also been Verhoeven's cinematographer. Mr. Perfect, you revisit Twister. It's amazing. Yeah. Twister, I see. Twister was one. You of have those to get over not liking Keanu or Bill Paxton, but aside from that, the movies Twister, are great. Twister was one of those movies that sort of got this you know rap of like, oh, Twister, that sucks. I'm like, uh, what part of Twister sucks? Twister is fun. Twister is, you know, goofy yeah. fun. Twister is fun. That was Twister the, is good. Yeah, that exactly, was the, um, exactly. I just tweeted, I want uh, a GPS unit that every time you arrive says, rabbit is good, rabbit <laughs> is wise. wise. <laughs> you get your, like, TomTom program just to say stuff like that. Roll the maps. That is, there um, you go. Twister was all the, saying. You can quote the fuck out of those movies. Yeah. Yeah. Joss. Thank you, Joss. Thank you, yeah. Joss. Thank you, Joss. That was the first uh, blockbuster movie of 96 that summer. That summer, you know, it was the first, yeah. uh, which was a kind of a big movie, big summer for Independence Day, right? Yeah. yeah. Independence Day, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Um, yeah. uh, was Mission Impossible that long ago? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. I guess you're um, right. It was. And uh, but yeah, it's. I mean, that was that was. I remember working in the theater for that. And, have, uh, can I really briefly just say, uh, hi, the Faldor's girlfriend. Okay. Um, <laughs> She's okay. listening to this and talking back. I guess everyone else doesn't think Twister is as good as we think it is. I well, well that's they're all wrong. They're wrong. They're, wrong. they're all wrong. Twister's, Twister's awesome. Go watch it again. It's great. Yeah. It does a great job of visualizing an intangible antagonist. Let me just blow like, your mind. You the know. second time, it's not the same cow. <laughs> <laughs> That's how awesome that movie is. 
But yeah, no, it's, it, it does. <laughs> it just does trying a, to figure out what that even means. Now. That's <laughs> right. I, it, it does a good job, and you know, and that's the other thing is that Joss Whedon, a lot, he's sort of the phantom guy who's worked on a lot of your favorite yeah. shit. Crimson you know? Tide too. Crimson we, Tide. We have a, re- but yeah, the whole Tarantino took a whack at that one too. Tarantino yeah. did some stuff on that too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I recently rewatched that actually. The, the Silver on, Surfer Silver conversation. Surfer you're like, ah, well, there we go. <laughs> Neon sign flashing Tarantino. But yeah, no, it's it's a and I and guys like Tarantino and Whedon who come up, I think. As directors, it's interesting that they make their way as a script doctor through even Oliver Stone. I mean, he was you know he wrote he wrote Scarface. Carrie Fisher is a Cameron Crowe. Yeah, there a lot of things. Cameron Crowe and like it was and yeah. and as a result, like I think you know I think in a lot of cases that sort of helps the director hand is like being able to sort of problem because directing is a lot of directing is problem solving and just sort of having to like figure out well I can't get this so how do I get that you know it's yeah. so I think that actually is an interesting thing it's like to look at a script and just kind of go well I think on the page and it's really hard to to take something on the page mm-hmm. and visualize how that's a movie you know yeah because if you look at things written down for, that became movies that were great you kind of go wow on the page that seems I would have rewritten that. I would have right. said, "Well, that's not going to work." Yeah, yeah that, there's no way that'll play. <laughs> there's yeah. a, there's a, I forget where online, but there's a way to legally obtain online uh, copies of all the shooting scripts of every episode of Firefly, and nice. um, and the thing that struck me so much about that, and I think this is very much a Whedon thing, was just how boldly efficient um, the description was. Uh, not, I mean, each action paragraph is maybe two to three sentences. Like, and just, and I'm talking big set pieces, like in uh, trashed. You know, there's like some complex stuff happening in that one, mm-hmm. uh, with you know the 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 robbing of the of the the, the reprogramming the, 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 the yeah the and, trash and, cans and it's like and I'm reading, I'm going like, okay, I'm, am I really just remembering all this, or is this script so efficient that it can describe this big piece in like you know sixty words? Like, I mean, it's it's it, it kind of surprised me. And it really sort of forced me to look at some of my writing and go, you know what? I really don't need that word. And I can li- – literally every letter, like, finds its way onto the page for a reason. And he, he he's very good at keeping things tight and moving, I guess, that way, hmm. which is something I've sort of, like, taken away from it. But. That's the thing, yeah. That's the thing that I've been learning now that I've been having to write stuff is is there's a very weird science of, of – you want, you want the reader to get what's going on. And sometimes you're, you're describing very complicated action, right. but you, you know you end up with this half page of you know describing something very arcane that doesn't work as a script, right? Um, so that's that's an issue that the script that I'm now starting to rewrite is you know one of the things I'm going to do with it is go through and go well you know maybe I don't need to demonstrate that I actually thought out how this actually right. <laughs> plays out. Yeah, maybe I can just shorthand it enough where the reader will go, okay, I get what's going on there. Yeah, um, and that's and that's an art and and you know having written. Literally hundreds of hours of television, which is what Whedon has done. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you've got to learn that stuff. You've got to you've outliers. Got, it's a numbers you game. Know, you've <laughs> got to learn. You, if you haven't learned it after writing for hundreds of hours, my God, what a sad person you must be when you have to go to work. <laughs> oh my God, I have to write. You know, like three lines done. Boom, moving on. I think this episode basically serves as a reason why we may or may not like everything that Joss has done, but we are big fans of Joss the dude. Totally. If, if he's been yeah, able yeah. to pull off this career, yeah, fucking he's. Go, I'd say, go, go I, Joss. Just hey. this, uh, this, just this Christmas, uh, Science Channel once again ran a Firefly marathon. They ran all the Firefly episodes. You know, we're now, we're now to the point where Sci-Fi is no longer Sci-Fi, but the Science Channel, since they're not doing science anymore, they'll do some sci-fi. has become Sci-Fi. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> that's like, that. literally yeah. that's where we're at now. So, um, and they, so I was like Christmas Day mar- Firefly marathon. It's like, and I, I've, I know every episode of Firefly. I fucking hard. I own the DVDs. They're 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 actually worn out. You can't right. wear out a DVD. I have actually worn them out um, because I think they are textbook examples of great screenwriting and uh, and just sitting down and watching again just these amazing little moments and he didn't necessarily write 
by credits anyway, every episode of Firefly, but he was the exact producer, and you can assume that every word went past his pen, and he may or may not have actually written it, but regardless of whose name is on the is on the, he approved every second of the show and or wrote it. <laughs> you know, it's like sometimes the exact producer go, you still keep the credit even though we didn't change, keep one fucking word of what you wrote. You never know unless you're the people involved how that went, but but. Um, you know, it's these just brilliant little moments and the amazing ability. And this is the, the, the lesson I take away from uh, Joss Whedon when I try and write something is build to a moment and then do something else. You know? hmm. yeah. It's like because Firefly does that over and over and over again where you go, yes, they're finally going to kiss. And instead, a whole different other thing. Happens. She leaves the ship. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, and it's just gut punch after gut punch that it does. That. He's, it's amazing how he does that. That that I think is his greatest strength. And that's been uh, 31 minutes of the so intermission. If he does that in the Avengers, it'll be okay. I like the I, I like the Joss. I'm looking forward to Avengers, and I have, I'm less outraged, but just as annoyed as Trey about that thing. Anyway, <laughs> the Whedon is good. The Whedon is wise. Whedon is good. Whedon is wise. I watch Twister. Teen Christie. Brian. Eddie Doty. Chase Dogs. Oh fucking! Why is it a spaghetti western score? I don't know. Anyway. Oh my God! Who are these people? <laughs> That's got to be one of his lines, right? Oh, fucking yeah, you know it. <laughs>